It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long, and you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. Listen in as they discuss a variety of topics, such as WrestleMania 39, CM Punk's return to AEW, and the summer trailers of 2023. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, those in between, and I'm affiliated to our big uh, Speakeasy Mega Special. Caleb, think very hard, think carefully. I've been I've been on you the I've been on the on you for this for the past few weeks. It's been two months. It probably doesn't matter at all. What did you think of WrestleMania? Insert number here. Uh, WrestleMania 39, I believe was the number. 39. Thank you very much, sir. Um. Oh, trying to remember the standout matches on the card. Of course, Rey Mysterio versus Dominic was the one that I was looking forward to the most, and it lived up to and surpassed expectations. I think the two of them put on a great program. I just overall their feud has been fantastic, and I think it was all the way back when we when I talked about WrestleMania 38. I mentioned that I wasn't really a fan of the Judgment Day. I didn't really like what they were doing with it. Oh, I, they 100% convinced me, and now I think it's one of the hottest things in WWE. They have completely done a 180 on that stable, and it's, yeah, again, one of the best things on the, the show right now. So I loved all the Dominic Mysterio stuff. They had a match with Edge and Finn Balor, and I don't remember that. I don't remember if I liked that match or not. I may have not actually watched that one. There was a couple of matches from night two that I didn't watch. Yeah, I guess some uh, maybe yeah. Let's give some uh, context here that you you only watched like you watched all of one night one, uh, yeah. but you have not watched all of night two, correct? Yeah, I watched the first few matches of night two, and then I had a busy day ahead of me, and I didn't want to get spoiled, so I quickly watched the finale of night two, and I just never got back to the rest of it. Um, I guess at this point you're not going to finish night two. Uh, I might get there. I'll say since September of last year, I've really, really struggled to stay up to date and watch um, week by week every show and watch every pay-per-view all the way through. I've been just having a hard time feeling uh, committed, and I've stopped watching AEW. I just I could not do it anymore with that program. I was so sick to death of them just fucking everything up constantly. It's like, here is a show that I put so much energy into keeping up with it for a long period of time to just see everything just be thrown down the drain and just wasted and every now and again i tune in and each time i'm like fuck this show is just just terrible now (sighs) oh have the tables have turned (laughs) yeah 
because I definitely remember probably on this program at some point on record uh, AEW is the best. AWWE, what are they doing? They should like get canceled. They they need to stop. Oh boy, like at least at least for Caleb. Uh, oh boy, like what a what a one eighty or yeah, what a one eighty. Well, it'll be a three sixty once like everything returns. Where AEW is great again in his eyes, and WWE is trash in his eyes. It could happen. Um, they just recently did uh, the WWE draft. Yes. So they finally fixed one of the big problems for ages is that the shows felt interchangeable. Anyone could show up on Raw, anyone could show up on SmackDown. The storylines were cross-programming, and neither one of them felt like they had an identity or a leading personality. So they just did the draft, and I can already feel them setting up the groundwork for what's to come. Um, And ever since, I guess ever since WrestleMania, I've mainly kept up week to week they, they had enough stuff that intrigued me uh sammy Zayn and kevin owens winning the the tag belts from the usos i think was was a really smart move although truth be told they haven't handled that rain particularly well yet it's it hasn't been too long but there's been like very little movement there uh one more month and then it's just like all right get rid of this like it's 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 past its dues yeah and thankfully they were drafted to different programs so i'm really hoping that they can because that was the problem. They, It was like they couldn't figure out how to remove Sammy from the Bloodline story, even though that had already been put to bed after Sammy was beaten by Roman back at... Uh, oh, what was the one last year? I can't remember. Oh, it was uh, Survivor Series, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was like, oh, man. Yeah, what, what, what's going to happen here now? What are they doing with Sammy? So I, I feel like there's been a big stall, but now that they're drafted to different programs... Hopefully we can move away from this. Um, I obviously getting a little bit off topic from it, but has since then, since March, have or I guess end of March, uh, have WWE committed? Have they like you know been uh, committed to this draft? Have have they been like still like putting people across the uh, the shows, or have they like stuck to their like what they said? Um, this week was the first week of the official, like, things solidifying. They were waiting until after WrestleMania Backlash before they stuck okay. everyone in their brands. They did the draft, um, they built it up for weeks and weeks, and then it took, like, two weeks after the draft was done for it to actually take effect. Alright, I, I respect that. That's That seems fair. Yeah, I watched both SmackDown and Raw this week, and both definitely felt different. They be- definitely, well, actually... Well, no, now that you say it, they have fucked things up. Oh, boy. Because they introduced new world championship belt. They were like, oh, shit, uh, we have, we gave both the belts to Roman. What do we do? Let's just create a new belt that'll be solely exclusive to Raw. And in order to name this new champion, we're going to do a tournament where both SmackDown and Raw will do uh, two triple threat matches each show. And then each show will have a main event where that, whichever representative of each show wins, will get to have a big match at uh, Crown Jewel. Oh, no, wait, Night of Champions, sorry. <laughs> and that'll decide who the the world champion is for Raw. Which doesn't really make sense. Like, if the SmackDown champ wins, is he going to be suddenly drafted to Raw? Or is he going to be carrying the belt to SmackDown? I don't know what they're thinking there. So yeah, it is becoming confusing. 
But my hope is that they once once they win that they'll be drafted to Raw if it's the SmackDown guy. But for for uh, Raw right now, it's Seth Rollins, who I think should definitely be the champ. And then for SmackDown, I believe it's AJ Styles. And I just watched this last night, and I'm I'm trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Okay. Uh, well, that didn't take long. To yeah, but then again, I I shouldn't. Uh, yeah, they fall back in old habits, but that's with everybody. Everybody falls back into ruts, bad habits, and uh, when when it's the when, when the going gets tough, they go back to what they know best, and that's the easy road. It's bad habits. Anyways. I'm hoping that they'll stick to it and and make the two brands distinct again, and give them both their own flavor and own cast, and then we can do. Uh, like they used to do when they would have pay-per-views when it's Raw versus SmackDown. I remember liking those kind of pay-per-views. So I'd like to see that again. Caleb, a big proponent of those uh, those SmackDown versus Raw games back in the aughts. I did play a lot of those, <laughs> yes. I guess also 90s. I, 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 won't, I, I forgot about that, but I don't know if you were playing the 90s games. No, it would have been the early aughts. Yeah, that makes sense. I remember. I remember those ones as well. That was the one where I was like... My cousin, like, because everybody was like, wrestling's not real, like, they're not actually like, it's not real blood. It's like, yeah, but in game, like, that's real blood. Like, okay, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I understand the logic. Yeah, the logic of that makes sense to me. If you're a wrestling fan, you'll a professional wrestling fan, you'll understand. Oh, but since you brought up blood, that's a bit, another point to uh, to go down. This has been a little bit bothersome for me as someone who has um, hemophobia that just keeps getting worse as I get older. Ever since the uh, backlash pay-per-view so i guess only last weekend <laughs> so it's been three shows now backlash raw and smackdown i guess because of the their deal with endeavor they've lifted their restrictions on blood for the longest time it was it was outlawed like it, if you had a if someone got hurt during the match they would do their best camera trickery to avoid any shots of the blood it was they, they didn't want that as a part of their brand um, but during Backlash, there was a, a spot where Brock Lesnar, during his big ma- big match with Cody, which was a great match, by the way, um, he ran headfirst into a turnbuckle, and he didn't even blade. You could see it on screen. He went as hard as he could into that turnbuckle, and when he pulled his head away, it was spurting blood. And he his face, by the time the match was done, was just completely covered in blood. And Cody had blood all over him too, his chest, his arms. It was making me squirm. I was like, oh god, like th- this is a lot. Um, and I was like, okay, maybe that was just an accident for the pay-per-view. I don't know. I mean, he, you know, it, I, he clearly didn't blade that. But then the next night, Bobby Lashley got his head uh, split open. Oh, what the heck? Oh, oh, no, wait. Maybe Lashley was on SmackDown, I think. Yeah. Now, I, I can't remember who got split open on uh, on Raw. But somebody did, and they were bleeding all over the place. And I was like, oh, man, here we go again. More blood. And then SmackDown, yeah, Bobby Lashley. So I was like, oh, is this going to be... Is this turning into AEW now? Every week someone's got to be bleeding all over the place? They're making up time, man. Like, So what you're saying is the PG era is over? Uh, who knows? Uh, yeah, who knows? We'll, we'll see what Endeavor wants to do in that regard. Yeah. Wait, so did WWE get bought out? by somebody or because i know there was a whole like ufc and wwe not merger but they're like did their parent company buy one of the two yeah that was endeavor yeah they bought it okay yeah okay so ufc was already under the endeavor 
um, company or brand, excuse me, and then they yeah, bought Umbrella. Um, thank you, Umbrella, and then uh, Endeavor bought. No, okay, because I remember there was a there was a spot. Funny enough, I watched a uh, a clip of the um, uh, what is it? The Australian UFC fighters. Uh, why am I forgetting their names right now? Um, Robert Whitaker and Alexander Volkanovsky. They were on Fox Sports. Don't worry, the the good. I, I'm pretty sure like the more like good Fox Sports in in Australia. Uh, but they came out as Hulk Hogan and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, respective respectively, upon like the announcement of the merger <laughs> or the the buyout. Excuse me. So it was it was pretty funny seeing that. And to add to your comment on blood, it's like, well, if you watch UFC, that's something that uh, happens all the time. Yeah. So I'm kind of used to blood, but it's just like, I think it would take me out of it a bit. Uh, and WWE, it's like, well, yeah, especially if you're watching it for so long where it was like, no blood. Yes. Like they, they, have a, they have a strict no blood policy, so it's like, as soon as it does happen, it's like, that would take me out of like, holy smokes, it's blood. But it wouldn't be uh, the fact that it's, oh, no, it's blood. Like that's a bad thing because you're if you're in the UFC, it's like that's that's not that's fine. And as a watcher of AEW, somebody bleeds once per show, but usually it's multiple times a, a night, and oftentimes it's John Moxley and his face is all <laughs> covered in blood. <laughs> fucking guy. <laughs> okay, um, to bring it back to uh, WrestleMania again, uh, for, for sure. the best job you can do. What other what other other stuff happened? So what other stuff happened in that night of uh, you know, the, the, the classic, uh, the, the the big show? Don't think he was attending, but still. Oh, another big one was uh, another Judgment Day match. It was Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. They put on a hell of a, a match. It was a, a brutal match. You could tell they were working stiff, and yeah, by the end of it, they were both super bruised up and actually now i think about it, charlotte flair was bleeding too a little bit i think it was just from the mouth and yeah no a lot of these programs i walk away thinking that the women's wrestlers had some of the best matches and wrestlemania night one was was no exception Rhea ripley it's it's just a fantastic performer and in uh in puerto rico recently on on backlash wrestlemania backlash she had another just stellar match with Zelina vega i thought that was incredible what she did there so very very positive on her um but for wrestlemania 39 wow, what else happened i'm trying to remember what the match that seth rollins had actually maybe he didn't have one i don't know i'm getting confused now <laughs> uh, maybe i'll look it up I, I will say for my memories um the tag match with sammy and the usos i remember that that one felt a little clusterfucky at times a lot of fluster cluck around the ring, eh? If my memory serves me, I'm actually going through my my uh, notes here to try to find it so I can see which ones I wrote down as the highlights. Uh, I wish I could remember. Oh, it looks like I actually didn't write them down this year. Weird. You should have to go to Wikipedia or somewhere. Yeah, I guess I'll quickly do that, sure. Oh, yes, it was it was Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Another really good match. Oh, that was who it was. Again... High praise from Paul, eh? Like, high praise for me from Paul. High praise from me for Paul. Yeah, and Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, I mean, he's... Yeah, of course. Sorry, yeah, Seth Rollins. My apologies. Yeah, he's an under underappreciated star. I think that guy is one of the biggest stars that they have. And he he is so over with the WWE audience. Like, they, they're in love with him. 
and that's why I'm hoping that he gets to be the, the inaugural champ for this this new belt. I think he's really earned it. I mean, again, they probably already done this, but like, he has he had a shot against the tribal chief? Yep. Yeah, they did one last year. I can't remember which pay per view it was, but he brought he brought his old shield gear. Yep. Um, that's... He even made some references to John Moxley, and yeah. <sighs> That's where I was about to go. Just like, did they spin it as like you know former shield, like former members of the shield, like battling for the universal champion? Yeah, and I think he sold it as like, oh, you know, you've you've plowed through everyone else, but you never got back to me, and I pinned you the last time we fought. And so yeah, it was a big match, and yeah, it was a well done little mini feud just for one pay per view. I wish I could remember which one it was, but yeah, they didn't get quite enough mileage out of it as I would have liked. Anyways, I assume probably Logan Paul won the Universal Champion belt, but that's neither here nor there. How did the match between those two, uh, Paul and uh, Rollins, go? How did, how did that bout happen? Oh, it was it was really well done. Both of them had some really good spots, and going into that match, Seth Rollins had uh, his angle was that he didn't like this celebrity coming in pretending to be a wrestler when he's like, "I'm a wrestler here every week." This guy's just flying in for a paycheck. He doesn't care about the business. You know, he's just using this to, to, you know, fill out his bank account and to skyrocket his stardom. And he was acting like he didn't respect uh, Logan Paul. And I feel like by the time that in, that match ended, just the, you know, the work that the two of them put in, in character, you could feel him like the respect, being like, okay, you know, this guy, you know, he knows what he's doing. So they did a good job with that one. Applause. Just you know, applause. There was a weird moment in that match, if I remember correctly, with because uh, Logan Paul's been hawking his uh, prime energy drink. Oh, uh, let me guess. Yeah, I think I know where this is going. And he had a friend of his uh, in a mascot outfit of the, the prime. And he came down the ramp with them. And at some point during the match, the, the prime bottle got involved. <laughs> and there was a big spot with him. That makes sense. And I was like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> so was it an actual like prime bottle, or was it like this his his bud dressed up in like a in, in a prime bottle? That's it. Okay, I yeah. thought it was gonna be like an actual like small bottle that they, he was gonna like beat Rollins with. So I'm like, okay, product placement, but even still, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was someone dressed up. And I was like, "This is a little spot of kookiness in here." <laughs> okay, yeah, there's been weirder stuff, I guess. Oh, but the, the last thing I'll say about WrestleMania uh, night one was the opening match was uh, Austin Theory versus our old pal John Cena. Oh, he came back, eh? Interesting. Yeah, for the opening match, and uh, it was... Uh, John Cena was clearly going through some real ring rust. Like, he was, he was playing to the audience. The audience loved him. He was, you know doing the right moves in that regard but i could feel austin theory having to lead the match and austin theory is still a fairly fairly young wrestler who maybe maybe doesn't have that ability super strong in him so i, I felt like the dynamic between the two of them was a little bit off but it was still a solid match and I, austin theory won which i thought was the right choice because uh you know definitely a big star on the rise so did john still keep his face uh, like a like a face roll. Yeah, not not a face roll, but like, do, do you think like he, it's like oh, John's now a has been. Um, there was a 
a little bit of that. He's He's been wrestling recently, and he's done a lot better. I just think this one, yeah, he didn't have the time to repair, prepare for, for whatever reason. Maybe because of Peacemaker or something, Season 2. But yeah, he seemed like he was suffering more ring rust than I've seen him lately. It could have been, too, that this was just a longer match than what he's been putting on lately. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Um, is that it? Or anything else with WrestleMania? Um, the last thing I'll say, and I didn't watch this, I started watching it and then I fast-forwarded it. Um, they, during night two, they had Snoop Dogg versus The Miz. And I was, again, I started watching it and I was like, okay, let's, I'm just gonna skip to the, the end. Maybe I'll come back to this later. Uh, but I was like, this, this seems like a ridiculous celebrity match. <laughs> I mean, what did you think of the celebrity match in Puerto Rico in Backlash? Oh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest? Yes, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Thank you very much. Another Judgment Day member. Again, the Judgment Day has been doing fantastic these days. Um, that match was not my type of match. I don't like street fights. I don't like... Oh, that's right. It was a street fight. I'm never a fan of when, like Bad Bunny, he rolled up with a, a shopping cart full of chairs and kendo sticks. and. Oh, my goodness axe handles and garbages that's when i roll my eyes i'm like okay here comes the the really fake spots of them just milking this stuff but for that kind of match they actually did it very very well they always played bad bunny as the underdog who would have to use the weapons because he couldn't compete with damian priest and they did a lot of spots of him grabbing a weapon and then right before he could use it damian priest would snap it out of him or so when it actually, when he did connect, it was really impactful and it kind of changed the momentum of the match. So that's the perfect way to do that stuff. Not like AEW with, I don't think I ever mentioned this, because I think I just tried to block it on my mind. But they take those kind of matches to the extreme to the point that they had an exploding barbed wire death match where the ring was surrounded by barbed wire that was electrified and it would flash anytime someone bumped into it and there was blood everywhere. It was just one of the stupidest matches I've ever seen in my life, and was one of the turning points when I was like, I don't think I can do it anymore with this this company. So, so for this kind of match, which I I came in like, okay, I I'm loving the Judgment Day. I don't know Bad Bunny's music, and I don't love seeing all this this these props. Uh, they did it quite well. And in the middle, another thing that I don't like is they had a giant interruption where the Judgment Day. Uh, Dominic Mysterio and, and Finn Balor jumped in and just started beating on Bad Bunny. And then Rey Mysterio showed up in the Latin World Order. I don't think I've mentioned them yet. Ooh. Is that a play on the New World Order? Yeah, and I think the Latin World Order, I think that was an old school Attitude Era faction briefly, I think. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know too much about it. Was Eddie in it? I think so, yeah. Okay. I wonder if Chavo was in it as well. Yeah, the current Latin World Order is Rey Mysterio, um, uh, Zelina Vega, and a couple other people who I don't really know very well. <laughs> um, but they all showed up, and then Carlito showed up, who is a wrestler that I remember from back in the day, but I have not thought about in many years. In fact, the only reason I was like, hey, I recognize that guy was because he still has the crazy hair that he used to have. Ah, uh, yes, no, that ringing, that name does ring a bell. If they wanted to, like, complete the cherry on top, they would have Taz be the manager. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. No, I don't think Taz uh, commentates anymore. Yeah, for AEW, he's one of the regular on there. Oh, he does. Okay, that's right. Never mind. 
He'll probably come back to WWE at some point. Yeah, and a really fun spotlight during that moment, during WrestleMania Backlash, was uh, a wrestler that I only know because of my run-through of WWE in 1995, which I'm almost finished. I have like maybe 20 episodes left for that year. Uh, but that's Savio Vega, um, a Puerto Rican uh, star. When he showed up to interrupt this attack from the Judgment Day, the stadium just lost their minds. It like exploded into excitement seeing him. And he showed up and he gave some chops and you know took those guys down. And I was cheering too. I was like, oh, Savio, I haven't thought about this guy. I didn't realize that he was still active or still around. I thought maybe he was dead, as you know I always do. <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> So, so I got super hyped during that match. Um, what else? Oh yeah, during th- this is still during Backlash. Sorry, um, but did, but by the end of this match, did I did, did who I did Bad Bunny win or was it uh, the other fellow? Uh, I believe it was Bad Bunny. Yeah. By the end of it, did it make you a little bit more? You know what? Maybe we'll get Bad Bunny's music a, a listen to. No, but it did make me think that Bad Bunny. Seems like uh, another celebrity coming in who has respect for wrestling and wants to make an impact. So that's that's good to see. Um, when he showed up uh, pushing that shopping cart, they were playing uh, one of his songs, and he was singing just along to the lyrics. It wasn't like he had a mic, but you could see him singing along. And the audience was singing. The whole stadium was just, yeah, completely abuzz to see him there. So that was really nice. I was like, oh, wow, this this guy seems like a big star. You know what? I don't really know if we have those like those Mike Tyson's or Ken Shanrocks in WWE now, other than like with, but the, they're adding to that though with um, with Logan Paul and and Bad Bunny and probably some other people. I guess you could say Snoop, Snoop Dogg, but um, yeah, they don't really have that, do they? Like, not it's not cross promotion, but something like that, eh? Well, I think Brock Lesnar is still. I sorry, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you're right, but he was wrestling first before he went to UFC. Yeah, but that guy, I mean, there's a level of star power that he has that the only other person I can think of who has that in WWE is Roman Reigns. But at least Brock Lesnar has more cross appeal, I think. The way he carries himself, the way he performs his matches, that is, he's one of the the stars that 30 years from now people are going to be talking about. Oh, how great was the run that Brock Lesnar had. Except for that stint last year where he got, like, suspended. (laughs) And that was, that got cartoonish, but it was, it was fun seeing him show up and they'd be like, Brock, you're suspended, you can't be here. And then he'd be like, who's going to stop me? Flip you, that's what I think. Oh, and I'll, I will say, the rest, the Raw after WrestleMania Backlash, Cody Rhodes was doing a promo, or maybe, no, it was actually, Cody Rhodes was a part of the, one of the trios groups for, uh, for the, the World Heavyweight Champion. And Brock Lesnar showed up in the match and was like, nope, I'm just taking you out. You're not allowed to be a part of this. And he destroyed Cody Rhodes. And not only did destroy him, but he put on like an insane monster heel promo, screaming into the camera. His face was all stapled up from the giant gash that he got from going headfirst into the turnbuckle. Jeez. And I never seen this, this Brock Lesnar. Like, th- this was a insanely scary one. And, yeah, he he was... <laughs> so I thought their program with the two of them was done. But, yeah, it seems like it's going to keep escalating, and I'm I'm all there for it. This, this guy, he's on top of the world these days, Brock. 
It's the uh, it's the Brock Lesnar that was able to beat the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, it could could be could be in WrestleMania twenty four, whichever like twenty fourteen that was whatever whatever WrestleMania that was. Yeah, I think the difference of this Brock is before he always kind of needed a mouthpiece. He was never a great talker, but for whatever reason, in the last year or so, he just figured it out. And he was even doing for a, a, quite a while his fun-loving like cowboy gimmick. Yes. But when he showed up on Raw, he was not doing any sort of fun, loving anything. He was in a complete rage, just screaming into the camera. And it was spooky. I was like, I would not want that guy on me, yelling at me like that. So Yeah, I guess uh, I guess he took a page from Heyman, I guess, and is going the full heel route. Yeah, so I'm excited to see where that where that goes. Basically, the only reason why I kept like prodding you about you know wrestling is because I had seen the Raw post WrestleMania um, when they were at whatever that stadium was in Los Angeles, and I saw the promo, the opening promo with you know here here uh, it was either no yeah it was it was um, Roman Reigns, the Usos, and Paul Heyman, and they come out and basically just you know gloat and tout you know. <laughs> How, how great Roman is and that by this point yeah Roman has to ascend because it for me it's getting old but that's just me um, yeah because yeah. like like just just ascend and retire as like the universal champ because you can't like that's it and then he comes into like my house and choke slams me or spears me so wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised hey I'm well what can I say I'm, I'm really like I'm easily being able to be take down so yeah I can't speak right now <laughs> Uh, I'm too easy to be taken down, but, um, well, and then Cody Rhodes comes out and, you know, talks about like, you know, the match that happened previously because, uh, spoilers, uh, he lost. Yeah. Uh, what a shock. And then Brock Lesnar comes out in his cowboy attire and they're going to like, you know, what is it? They, they were going to fight Roman Reigns. They were going to do a tag team match between Roman Reigns, somebody else, and then Cody Rhodes. And it's like, who on the WWE roster is going to like, you know, work with you? And that was when Brock Lesnar showed up. And then <sighs> Roman, like, got his, his Batinsky out of there. Yeah, had the great shocked look. Like, oh, fuck, not Brock. Yep. <laughs> um, but the big the big reason why I was, like, so adamant about this, uh, tell, like, talking to you about this, is because... There were some audience members that I was like, is that who I think it is? And sure enough, it was. Um, our good pal O'Shea Jackson was there. Oh, um, yes. The uh, the main actor for Bel Air, the, you know, the, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but the you know, yeah. serious version, the actor, I believe, was there. I think I saw Stephen Amell there. Oh, there was somebody else. And then I think there was the, uh, there was the artist. I was about to say something else artist known as uh, Bonos, I believe. I think he was also a tenant, and I think there, there had to be one other person. Really? But I remember he's just a he's just like a, a DJ or whatever. Um, so I was I just because I listen to his music and I recognize his face. So I was like, oh wow, that was that was cool. Anyways, that's it. Yeah, yeah, and I'll I'll stay updated. I'm I am trying at this point to get back to watching each show week to week. I've I've massively fallen off as I mentioned earlier. But I'm hoping that I can stick it out again because I, I mean, I love wrestling. I love watching these shows week to week. It's just hard to find the time sometime. So, how long before you fall off again? How long before WWE 
uh, mucks up and you know goes sideways again, and then you just like abandon ship, and then and like I said before, how long before AEW gets their act together? Well, AEW might be getting it back together relatively soon as uh, CM Punk. Copium, copium, copium. <laughs> now CM Punk is coming back again. I, th- I thought he was already back. <laughs> well, he got injured, and did we not talk about all the chaos that happened after he? left the company under bad or didn't really leave but had to take a long vacation after some bad stuff went down including a a shoot fight in the back an actual fight that he had with some some people jeez uh the mic is yours well i'm not going to spend too much time on it uh there was a big pay-per-view all out from last year and i can't remember if that was the one where he won the title or just retained yeah no he did win it that night and he came out during the press conference afterward they always do these stupid press conferences at the end which i wish they wouldn't do it's like ufc basically but in ufc yeah, it actually okay one might say it doesn't matter but at least like with ufc that's a real fight yeah that's that, that's what they're trying to emulate yeah and in it cm punk um decided that he was going to air his grievances that he'd apparently had for a, a long time that he'd been trying to get dealt with but Tony Khan is just a little bit of a fuck-up as a boss. Never dealt with it. So CM Punk went out there and just started bashing some of his co-workers, saying how he was working with children and how they were spreading these rumors that he was having to come out here and combat and that he thought was just completely unprofessional that he had to do that. And then when he went off-screen on the backstage area, he some of those people that he was talking about came and confronted him and they got into a fist fight and... Everyone got suspended, and it was unclear if any of them were coming back, and then some of them did, but then he didn't. And now AEW is putting on a third weekly show, and he's supposedly going to be the main attraction for that show, and the other people aren't going to be on it. So who knows what all that means, who knows if any of it's going to be good, but I'll be there to tune in for him again, because he was one of the shining lights on AEW for a long time, and Daniel Bryan. I always forget what name he's using now. (laughs) Is it still daniel bryan or is it brian danielson exactly that's why i get confused (laughs) um but they fucked him over too they even though he was having one of the best heel runs in the company and any company at the time during his debut he was so great they decided to squash it and put him in a group with moxie and or moxley (laughs) moxie moxie and wheeler yuda and just completely bury him they just made him like the Oh, that was such a big fuck-up on their part. Oof, jeez. And, yeah, he never recovered from that, really. They just continued to bury him again and again. And even MJF, who I've been raving about for years, they gave him the belt, and his run... I mean, I haven't watched all of it. I, I started tuning out shortly before his run, and I peeked back in every now and again for his stuff. And even his stuff, it's like, wow, they've just... They've almost sucked the life out of him, too. It's just bad bad booking so I, I don't know what i don't know what to do with that company anymore maybe they could have another big comeback but it just seems like everything is just a big dead end right now sounds like copium to me that's it sounds like it's just pure copium but <laughs> well i'm not watching it so that's my coping right now it's like i just couldn't do it anymore actually there i think it was either the night of the the uh, wwe draft or it was one other one. It was either that I don't remember what it was, but I remember like they they brought in a bunch of like I guess people from like the the different companies 
of Raw and SmackDown, and I got to see Teddy Long again. I was like, it's Teddy oh. Long. Let's go. Yes. Yeah, he came out to do a little dance. I was so excited. I was like, oh, Teddy. Yeah, let's go. My childhood. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's a good seeing you again. And even JBL was there. I was like, whoa, nice. I, I, I'm glad he's he's back. He's got that cowboy hat on. That was, that was nice to see him. Yeah. I only I forgot to mention this to you, but like I didn't know this, but I learned that this is probably common knowledge for everybody, but I learned that Freddie Prince Jr. was a writer on WWE. Yes, yeah, I heard I was shocked when I heard that. Yeah. Do you know like when or just cuz I I believe him, but I'm just like when. Uh it was during the Ruthless Aggression era around like I think he I don't know ex- the exact dates, but I think it was around like 2006. Oh wow, that was that's technically my era. Yeah, I think he started around either then or 2008, and then kept writing for I don't know, like six, seven years, something like that. So he was around for a while. Holy crap! Holy shit! Well, yeah, during most of the John Cena era, I think. Well, actually, if it was if it was Raw, he was writing on the Nevermind because that wasn't my era. My era was just purely SmackDown. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Still though, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I did not know that. I don't know if he'll go back. I just. I only recently learned that when they were doing some of those, like, um, what is it, uh, behind-the-scenes uh, TV shows of, like, or documentaries, excuse me, of, of WWE. I was like, oh, and he's there with, like, a table of, like, Booker T and JBL <laughs> and uh, a few others, I forgot all their names. And it's just like, oh, wow, I did not know this was him, but if he's, he's a, you know, movie star, so of course they're going to get him on there. <laughs> Yeah, and I can't remember if, if the Heartbreak Kid was on Raw or if he just showed up for SmackDown. But it was funny, because he's running NXT, and every time an NXT person would come up, he would just act so pissed off, like, oh, here we go, they're, they're taking more of my talent. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he's, he's part of NXT as well? Yeah, he's running it right now. Oh, man! What the... I, I wonder if he could be a commentator. Yeah, I don't... He I think he does the... Like, if there's special announcements, he'll come out and he'll do that stuff. Okay. But, oh, man. Otherwise, it's behind-the-scenes stuff. Well, certainly a stable job, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, and it's always nice to see him. Yeah, I hope he. I hope this is getting him his, like, his renaissance. And, you know, showing people that he actually... I mean, okay, this is not, like, a serious gig, but he definitely has his fan base and getting city paychecks. So it's like, I hope he gets his, like, retribution at one point. Yeah, and they, they drafted, I think, maybe six or so NXT stars, and some of them were holding belts at the time, so I don't know what they're doing at NXT to, to deal with that, because they can't draft the women's champion or the women's tag team champions. I don't know if they're the belts are staying or if they're coming over. I'm not sure yet, <laughs> but I'm sure that throws some some kerfuffles in there for them, but yeah, I'm curious to see what they do. I, I don't watch NXT, but I know that so many of the, the current stars all got their start in NXT back in the day, so course not out of uh not not out of like disinterest just no time no time exactly i was watching for i think like two years week to week three wrestling shows i was like i just cannot fit in nxt here i'm trying to keep up with AEW and the two mainline wwe uh, shows so i guess maybe i could start now but i don't know (laughs) Say you say that, but no, 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 don't put anything on yourself. But you at least got rid of one. Yeah, and I'm still trying to finish uh, 95 right now. I'm going through uh, Raw, WWE Superstars, and Monday Night Nitro, a WCW. Oh, buddy! 
That's three programs and their pay-per-views that I... Yeah, so it's been a struggle to get through that. <laughs> but, yeah, do we, do we feel like we have much more for wrestling, or do we have any other topics for this one here? Well, I think for wrestling, I think that'll be uh, it for now. So thank you again, uh, Caleb, for giving your thoughts on wrestling. And we'll uh, t- uh, for all those you know people who enjoy us l- or listening to us talk about wrestling or Caleb talking about wrestling, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll come at you again at some point with uh, more information or when when you know he catches up to date with stuff and more plot lines are revealed. Yeah, maybe after United Champions when they yeah, crown the new the new world champion, I'm very excited to see. You. Hopefully it's Seth Rollins. Yeah. <laughs> and by by the next time we speak, we'll, or by the next time we talk about wrestling, do you think, or like on, on record, I mean, yeah, I wonder I wonder if Roman Reigns will still be champion. Oh, I guarantee it. Yeah. So this is like the May, like middle of May. Yeah, it's May 15th. Good grief. Um, so this is the middle of May. Um movie trailers that we've seen from both John Wick Chapter 4 and what I saw from uh, Super Mario Brothers, and I guess any others that Caleb saw. Hmm. Yeah, I don't... I actually don't know. I don't know what I saw during John Wick Chapter 4. I have to think about it, so maybe I'll leave it up to you first. So after my, you know, utter uh, failure and, like, you know, incompetence and embarrassment, like, you know, in the... In the, uh, in the happening... Uh, of me forget like not understanding which theater to go to um they were playing the oppenheimer trailer oh and so then there was a youtube trailer of the same well same trailer so i just let it like play because technically i saw it in the theater but i didn't actually see it because i was focused on something else so i you know watched it uh did not leave a big impression of me but i didn't hate the trailer i was uh or i did not just like the trailer i am Still looking forward to it. Uh, I think I, I, I am. It is. It definitely has made me like want to see the movie. Yeah, I uh, I agree. It. I think for someone who is already hyped for that trailer, like myself, or for that movie, yeah, all it did was just make me go, okay. You know, this this isn't giving me too much more, but it seems like Cillian Murphy's doing a great job. I didn't realize. Yeah. Um, was it Matt Damon was in there? There is a stacked cast in that yeah. film. Um, but like, cause like, uh, uh, Downey Jr. is in it as well. Oh yes. Yeah. And so that stuff, I was like, okay, this is filling out some more details, but I was just thinking like, how would this play to just random person who doesn't know anything about this movie and doesn't know Chris Nolan? Would this get them excited for it? It started to make me wonder how well this movie's going to end up doing. (laughs) Thankfully though, what the trailer didn't do, which is good. It did not have like cast they just it didn't have like just cast members like matt damon as they didn't which is perfect like they they sold it on the movie itself and not the act like other than like the actors acting which is the point um they didn't they didn't have text that says like see you know name recognition because you saw them in this just like watch the trailer for the trailer's sake yeah and they sold that yeah it's gonna be a more heavy kind of potentially propulsive kind of drama building towards this this limited timeline of when they can create the bomb so i think that shows like yeah this this could be a little bit of a dramatic thriller maybe in a way this is not i'm i think i'm pleased to say this will not be a biopic in the uh in, in what we've been talking about uh recently with in terms of like it's not gonna be a general it's not gonna be greatest hits it's an actual drama there will probably be some liberties taken but i think the events will pretty much be the, the same way they make the bomb like i'm pretty sure that's you know, <laughs> 
yeah and so i didn't think it was a great trailer but uh, i'm still super hyped for this movie i think it's a uh, for someone who's already excited i think this trailer does a good job giving you a little bit more information but yeah july 21st cannot come any sooner but i shouldn't say that because it will yeah but i did see a trailer that i was quite surprised because i i had been very vaguely aware that this was coming uh, my partner read the book of this and she mentioned that it was coming but it just completely left my brain afterwards and that's the the new hunger games prequel did you get this trailer as well can I can I quickly say one last thing about uh, uh, oh, uh, Oppenheimer? Sure. Sorry, I I actually wonder if Nolan was to do his usual stunt where he would like if it was an IMAX trailer, um, which I mean he already did an IMAX trailer for like uh, last year with this. I would I wonder similar to like The Dark Knight Rises, uh, where he releases like the first like few minutes of the movie or you know whatever it is. Um, I wonder what he would have put in place of Oppenheimer. Maybe I'll answer that after we see the film. <laughs> like they, they they just give like you know for the first few minutes of the, of, a, of the trailer or the movie because didn't they do that with Dark Knight where it was the the high scene? Yep, and Tenet did it too. What was that? Tra- what was the uh, what what scene was that? It was the assault in the uh, the theater. Oh, okay, literally it was the first few minutes. Okay, never mind. Yeah, got it. Um, okay, you're right. So anyway, yes, the hunt, the uh, that, that's all I have to say about Tenet, or Tenet uh, Oppenheimer. And now we move on to your right, the um, Hunger Games prequel. Which, I mean, I kind of rolled my eyes at. I'm just like, oh, it's a prequel. Hmm. Got it. Which I mean, I guess yeah, the book it is based off of a book, correct? Yeah, a recent book, only a few years old. Oh, I mean, it's a, like, you know, studios are wanting IPs, and I guess, you know, with adaptations, it's definitely worth money. So is this a, is this, is there any reason to make this for story-related reasons, or is it for, for like, uh, you know, what is it, is there a story to tell here, or is it just for money? Yeah, and I'll say, I, I don't know, because from what I've heard, that prequel book is actually much better than the original books, which I always thought were a, was a fairly mediocre series, I never liked the character work in that. Um, I think some of the action stuff is, in the world building stuff, is interesting. But, yeah, unlikable characters, characters that feel very uh, one-dimensional are definitely present in that book. And I've heard that that's, that the character is actually one of the big strong suits in the new new book. And I guess, uh, I forget her name. The writer. Uh, Suzanne Collins. Um, I guess in the ten years or so since the Mockingjay book came out. Maybe she's honed her skills, so. Well, remember, like, uh, these are... This is so degrading and so, like, putting down, but those are for teens. And the characterization is only meant to get teens interested in literature. So that when they realize when they're older, it's like, wow, this stuff is, like, you know, intro to writing 101 or something like that. Or, like, there's so much better stuff than this. I'm just kidding. That's, that's not the case, but it's certainly it is nostalgic for a lot of people. And you know, I I, I don't want to like throw it under the bus or anything like that. But yeah, I didn't I did not read that book series, so I have no ties to it whatsoever. Of course, I should give a film uh, a, a, its dues and give a, you know, give it a give it a chance, or else you know it's like you know can't you can't have these biases going into it. But um, the trailer was not was definitely heavy, like like being very heavy on like um the based off of like the best-selling franchise or something like that so i rolled my eyes at that i was like they have to you know use that marketing to like get people to go watch it 
Rather than on yeah. like name rec- well, I guess it is on name recognition alone. Yeah, because <laughs> um, it's best selling. Because yeah, so many people read it. But yeah. hopefully, they have a chance to do a better version of uh, Fantastic Beasts than you know Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's a whole yeah. other like spaghetti uh, spaghetti dinner to untangle. Yeah, and this prequel is in particular about. Um, the main antagonist in the hunger games movies and books so yeah it's exploring how he became who he was and how he was instrumental in setting up that that game system so yeah but that's all i know about it um at least what i got from the trailer (laughs) and i i'm vaguely curious i'm not a fan of those those films really I, i think that they were mostly pretty weak and i'm not a big fan of the books either i think those are mostly pretty weak as well and those were those in the Divergent first book were kind of the end of me reading young adult stuff. I'd only ever really tipped my toes in it. I always was a big fan of horror books and a lot of teen dystopian stuff. Just, you know, I read it because a lot of friends of mine are reading it and I was like, okay, I'll try to keep up with you guys. But reading the Hunger Games stuff was just, yeah, I was just kind of like, ah. And I, I tuned out of keeping up after that point, thereabouts. <laughs> I was going to make a joke of, like, plot twist. Um, uh, Caleb's a big fan of the Divergent series, and then uh, it turns out. The which one? <laughs> I was like, what? The, the, the Divergent series, excuse me. Oh, yes. No, I read that first book. It was terrible. And um, what was weird about that first book, too, is it was, like, a secret, like, evangelical Christian book. Wow. It was, like, it, it was never made clear, but it was always under the surface. And I was like, is this author, like, super religious? And... Yeah, I, I still don't know if the author is super religious, huh. but that undercurrent was always just running throughout it, and I found that really strange. Well, again, like, th- uh, this is not my own opinion of those books. I'm just echoing what, like, you know, some YouTube creators have said. Hopefully this is a little more, you know, uh, how to put this? Uh, not, not, it's not subtle, excuse me. Hopefully it's not as, like, aggressive and, and angry. But it, it, you know, the, the, these teen books—they're they're meant to introduce teenagers to like, you know, what the, to kind of appeal to their feelings that they're having during uh, puberty. Uh, in that, like, they don't, you know, there's a there's these authoritative forces, and you've listened to them since you're a child, and all of a sudden, they still expect you to be um, behaving and acting like a child. So they like treat you like one, but it's like, no, I'm not a child. I have feelings. I have, you know these thoughts, desires, and whatnot, I'm starting to become an adult. And so the whole idea is, you know, like, the, the books are um, a smokescreen for, like, you know, taking down authority and, like, teens having, like, their own identity. That's Isn't that, like, the whole idea of those books? Uh, could be. Could be. Anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, if we were to watch it based off, like, if I were to watch it, I would do it solely based off of, like, it's a film and, like, judging it like on its own terms and not mm. on like the fact that it's based off of the book series and see how does it work as a book is is it like is it character driven or story driven um what the music's like what the visual effects are like like what, what, what are we doing here yeah and since you mentioned just about focus on the films i think those films as well were the end of me paying attention to young adult adaptations in these, these dystopian teen movies because I saw the first Divergent years later because people wanted to watch it with me. But when that was coming out, I was like, nope. There was those uh, Maze Runner movies. The second will look cool just because it was called The Scorch Trials. It was in a desert, so I was like, I might go watch that. I never did, but I was like, 
That second looks kind of cool, just for like the aesthetic they're giving off of. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. Uh, uh, I'm number four, and there was one that you watched. I think it was uh, uh, Peter Jackson affiliate. Oh yes, it was uh, Mortal Engines. That's right, because I was still under the yeah. impression that I wasn't going to watch DC films, so I didn't watch Aquaman instead. Yeah, I feel like that was a, a teen movie. Oh, that is like definitely a teen movie. Don't forget Aragon. Aragon is also like teen fantasy. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I I was turned off after the, the Hunger Games. I was like, okay, I think I'm done watching these types of movies too and reading these books. You know, like, yeah, what's what's the idea? Like, are they bringing, is there a story to this? Like, do they actually have, do the filmmakers and writers have something to tell? Or is this just because, like, again, they're, like, feeling, like, is this just for people to, like, you know, get a paycheck? Yeah, I'm not sure. All I know is I heard that that most recent book was really good, so who knows. Was this designed by a committee? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? So, don't worry, I'll I'll give it its dues if I if I decide to go watch it or wait to stream it or, or something like that. Oh, but there was only two other trailers that I saw, and I'm assuming you saw them both as well, because they've been everywhere. What were they, sir? Uh, one of them was the new Indiana Jones movie, The Dial of... Uh, destiny i think yeah but i've seen that trailer many many times at this point and i'm wish i would see a different one or just not see it anymore at all because yeah they played every single movie <laughs> even movies like i saw this this movie called uh love again a romantic uh comedy slash drama even that romantic comedy they were playing the indiana jones trailer so i don't think that one was at my trailer or that trailer i don't think that was at my movie Oh, interesting. Mm. Trying to remember what was. There's that one. Yeah, I can't remember for life of me what the other trailers were. I still haven't seen the Barbie trailer. Yeah, I've only ever seen the teaser for that. Okay. But okay, I get. Uh, have you seen the Indiana Jones trailer at all, or or not yet? Uh, yeah, I've seen the one where they give the fake spoiler that like the, I guess the female compatriot of Indies betrays him. Oh. Air quotes betrays him, excuse me. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's dear. the one where, like, she grabs the dot, like, once they find the dial, she locks Indy behind the door, uh, or closes the door behind him, and then it goes and does her own thing, and then goes back to, like, the World War II era. Oh, interesting. Huh. No, I haven't seen that. Oh, wow. Spoilers, I guess, but that was in the trailer, so. Yeah, it's a trailer. Yeah. Uh, but the other trailer that I saw was uh, uh, the, the sequel into the Spider Verse. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, which, again, when I first saw that trailer, I was like, ooh, this is, you know, I'm I'm excited to see this. But, yeah, I've, I've seen that trailer so many times now. I'm just like, okay, I, I really don't need to see the same trailer anymore. And that's always, that's the curse of going to a movie every week, and sometimes multiple movies a week, is you really start to get burnt out by the same trailers over and over again. You, uh, what is it, you can almost, like... You would record yourself saying the trailer line for line. You've memorized it, basically. Yeah, I, I some of them, back in the day, I could, re yeah, basically re rehearse them, because I would see them so much. But yeah, that's that's about all I got for that little trailer bit. Yeah, some, some interesting movies coming. I still haven't seen a proper trailer for Fast uh, 10, even though it's coming out no, this week. I've only seen that, that fake trailer of them just getting out of their cars. <laughs> As for, I guess, into this, yeah, so the ones I saw for um, Super Mario Bros. Uh, it was the next Illumination film. Uh, I want to say, like, open season rebirth, but it's not. It's just, like, it was whatever. 
There's something to do with ducks. Oh, that sounds weird. It's basically like a, an oh, event, yeah. a road trip all with ducks. Yeah, it looks pretty. I thought that looked like a like it might be an interesting movie. I kept calling it open season. I was like, oh, hey, it's open season. So somebody does acknowledge those films existing. Yeah, I never saw those. <laughs> exactly. See? So it's like they're just like stealing the... the no, anyways, never mind. Was that about ducks as well, or...? No, no, no. It was, it was with a deer and a bear. But I'm just saying it's like... It probably will also have, like, humans hunting ducks, I assume, so, like, that's why it was with it. But besides, Open Season's got your favorite guy, Mark Lawrence, in it. Oh, oh, interesting. Hmm. And also, I guess, Ashton Fisher, but anyways. Um, oh, the sequel to, I think it's sequel, I don't know if there's three of them, I don't know how many there are at this point. There was a sequel to Trolls, excuse me, where, um... Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it's the, uh, it's sync Reunion, and I'm, I'm, I... I actually think it is the like everybody. I, I think it is the five of them. Like oh, wow. I'm like I don't know if I've ever seen that in a movie other than maybe like Scooby Doo's uh, like one hour specials of them getting a band back together. <laughs> yeah, that truly was insane. <laughs> Although it's like an analogy of whatever you know, you know, like what's actually going on. But like yeah, where the I was about to say hustle. No, it's not hustle. It was. Um, Whatever that button was that he presses and it goes all psychedelic. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, huh, they actually showed that with kids. Like, doesn't make me want to go see it, but it definitely was like, wow, I wonder what the reaction to that is in the movie. <laughs> uh, what else? Was there that Elementals trailer? Did they play that one? Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, they did not show that in my uh, theater. Um, but, yeah, I guess for the, sp- the spider groups. So, I think it's a good thing that they didn't show um what is it they didn't they didn't show they didn't spoil the film like the first film for me which is hilarious but then again i don't know what the plot of it is so it's like well obviously miles doesn't die because why like who would honestly have the balls nowadays to kill a superhero that's right yep nobody anyway so um mcu (laughs) such at like and a bunch of them uh uh-huh, sure, but they had to use this to do it. Anyway. Oh no, that 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 doesn't count. That wasn't actually killing them. Uh, oh, oh, really? Well, uh, according to me, from the last time I saw them all, uh, it what this was what killed like happened. Yeah, no, that. I, I mean, actual killing. Yeah, that was just yeah temporary going away. Um, well, for them to be resurrected. Uh huh. But as far as I'm aware, they all died, or at least you know those who got snapped away died. Well, I guess that's, uh, yeah, you, you know if you've seen any trailers, yeah. That's ignorance on my part for not obviously seeing it. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Uh, oh, I remember the other trailer. Okay, well, I'll, I'll say, um, I'll say the Spire first one first. Um, so we have Miles Morales being the special in the entire Spider-Verse for, what the hey was it? Not wanting his parents to die? You gonna, you gonna say anything or? No, no. Okay. I've... Yeah, I, again, I'm I'm sick of that trailer. I got nothing to say about okay. that trailer. Um, <laughs> doesn't interest me. Like, I also don't like the. I mean, the way the trailers are making it, I don't like that Spider-Man 2099 is the villain, or at least, sorry, it's looking like the antagonist. Excuse me. Hmm. Where I'm like, he's he, like, and this is part one, by the way. Isn't there like two parts to this film? Yep, it's a two-parter. I mean, I guess the second one's going to be Metaverse. Like, if anything, with Sony in their heart on for Venom, they're going to have, like, the second part be Venomverse. I'm calling it right now. Hey, they already got their Venom uh, itch scratched. 
No, 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 not really. Um, they'll never, they, they can never have enough of the venom goop going up there. Okay, that's redacted. Anyways. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's move um, on. <laughs> so, I mean, the animation is, well, you know, the most experimental animation out there as of now. Uh, sorry, the most experimental animation for a major studio motion picture film. But not the most experimental because I'm pretty sure a lot of art films and underground indie films get way more experimental than like Spider-Verse does. Yeah, and I'm excited for when we cover that one day because yeah, that that thing is incredible. The the work that they do with that animation, it, yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I, I think the best part in that trailer for me was seeing a Peter Parker with Mayday Parker. That was really nice to see that he has a daughter finally. So that even though she's like you know a baby, but it's just like oh hey, it's good that they actually kind of acknowledge that. Hmm. Um, what I didn't, what I rolled my eyes at was somebody mentioning the Mar the MCU universe, which is Did the Mar yeah. It, yeah, it's called Earth One Nine 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 Nine. I'm pretty sure you you've heard that one. Like it's in the trailer. Weird, weird. That's the MCU. Anyways, uh, the other trailer, last the the trailer I only saw a bit of. But definitely left the left me with something. The new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Oh yes, yeah, I, I've seen the trailer once, and yeah, that looked very interesting. Very interesting. You just you don't have enough to go off of, eh? I saw it once quite a while ago, but yeah, no, I don't I don't know what that's gonna be, but definitely different. Uh, one, I like the fact that they're teenagers, and I think I think. Those are teenagers' voice, potentially, knock on wood. Oh, I got no clue. Yeah, no clue either. But they're actually, like, at least teenagers by definition of, like, 2023. Um, and uh, I didn't see, like, much of it, but I think the joke for me is that I have just, like, despite me trying, not hard sometimes, uh, I've never actually seen a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film in, like, theaters only ever seen it like at on like home release oh yeah same for me that's interesting yeah. like in 2007 when like 07 came out i was supposed to go with my friends but either they were closed or we missed the showing and we didn't go see the uh the next showing so it was like hmm. i could have seen it at that point and didn't i chose not to see like you know the bayformer the bay mutant ninja turtles even though like you know those aren't probably as bad as people made them out to be Oh, did you see them? I didn't see them. Yeah, they're... At least the first one's half a good movie. Or half an okay movie. And then, yeah, then it has its issues. And that second one, I just don't even know about that one. But it does have Seamus in it. So that's kind of fun. From a WWE. Oh, so that was Seamus. Okay. I was like... I remember record, I remember seeing that. I was like... Um, uh, Tyler Perry's in it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But he also, like... I saw one of the guys in there. I was like, was that Seamus? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm very curious about that one. Maybe that will be the one to break the streak for me, and I'll finally see yeah, Ninja Turtles movie in the theater. But yeah, I can't say I'm super excited at this point. I feel like that franchise, I just don't know what to think with their recent entries, but... Um, I mean, have you seen them? <laughs> oh, the the uh, Michael Bay movies, or... Or I thought you meant just, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles... Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like, franchise. I've seen all the films, yes. Well, I also just meant, like, the entire, like, the television shows and, and what's happening next for that franchise. Because that franchise is not dead. Oh, no, yeah, it's it's always thriving. But, yeah, I more meant the feature films, but, yes, I have seen a number of the TV shows, yeah. I played a number of the games back in the day. 
Yeah, those games are something. Uh, I can't wait to play Shredder's Revenge. That's going to be a lot of fun. Mm. Um, even though it came out last year. I wonder, I wonder if a direct-to-video studio, animation studio, is going to get the chance to do The Last Ronin. That is my big question. You know about that? Yep. Yeah, I never read it, but yeah, I know about it. Yeah, I think I think every like con person knows what like the last Ronin is. It's it's <laughs> it's the it's the Dark Knight Returns of the TN, of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and I'm I keep meaning one day to do a deep dive into the comics. I've I've started. I've read the first you know few comics that they that they made of it, which is very different from anything Ninja Turtles that I would have expected. Um, and yeah, one, one day I'm hoping to do a deep dive and really get more of a knowledge of what that that comic stuff is i don't really care about the show is too much maybe the uh, i think it was like 2003 one that i am the most familiar with but we both oh by the way i have also seen numerous episodes unfortunately of uh the next mutation i own that on dvd i wish i didn't that thing is horrible <laughs> is that something we should do on the other channel i don't want to have to sit through any more episodes of that god-awful tv show it is yeah you can't even imagine how bad it is really it's just a shocker and, you know it was trying to cash in on the whole like power rangers thing back in the day so like you know they just made their own with tmnt oof oof but, but yeah maybe, maybe one day we'll do we'll cover some comics for that as well that that could be fun to yeah, an excuse to look at some of that stuff so ends our uh may 11th and our like you know uh, fifth month of the year trailer uh, analysis or talk. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Quite bland and not much to say other than I guess like other stuff and uh, oh yeah I guess technically Little Mermaids this Friday. Oh oh yes interesting. I wonder if it'll cut into the uh, grosses of Fast Ten, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are you gonna see it? I'm sure I will. I have no enthusiasm for those Disney remakes anymore, but. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll probably run out of things to watch. And I'll be okay. I'll just go see this. <laughs> uh, and for me, I will not see it uh, based off of uh, what you just said of having at least some dignity and not wanting to and and trying to tell Disney via my dollar, even though to this guy it means nothing. Uh, that I it means nothing. I don't care about these remakes. Yeah, me neither. But hey, I I go see just about anything in the theater, so oh, I'm sure I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, even though. What did, hey, you idiot, what did you just say about like giving a movie its fair dues? That's a good point. Yeah. And hey, it supports your local your local cinema. So there you go as well. Uh, no, what supports your local cinema is buying concession. Well, both do. Both do. Attending the attending a movie supports your local theater. Uh, they only get a small revenue from like those that the, the money you give to them. But is zero revenue better than uh, revenue, even if it's small? I mean, it's some, but... Still, that means like a lot of people have to go to theaters for them to make profit. But someone has to go. I mean, and I go every week, so I support them. And even if there's not a lot of great movies playing, and I have to go see crap like, uh, yeah, like, well, maybe I won't say that. <laughs> I'm still looking forward to watching Susan May. Hopefully, I could. Uh, it's still in the theater. Yeah, yeah. No, I hopefully we'll get to see that. And I don't know. I can't remember if I ever talked about. Uh, seeing that Spirited Away musical in the theater, but that was really, really awesome. 